0: Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Friends. Your Thanksgiving guests are going to be arriving in approximately 99 hours from now. For the sake of America's favorite holiday, I hope you're ready. As a favor to your many guests, I thought I'd share with you a Thanksgiving dinner checklist to make sure that no one here drops the ball and ruins anything. So first, I'd like to take a moment to review things that it probably should have been set in motion a month ago. But we'll, we'll do it anyways. And then we'll review the next four days. How you might spend your next 99 hours to make sure that everything is in place. I know what you're thinking. You're welcome. So let's not waste any more time, as I'm guessing some of you are a little behind in your preparation already. And so one month out from Thanksgiving should send out invitations and start planning the menu. Then you're good. Three weeks before Thanksgiving, you want to finalize the menu, finalize the guest list, assign dishes to people that are coming, plan the seating arrangements, make out a grocery list, but check your pantry first, right? Uh, Watch out for Thanksgiving coupons and sales. Make dinner rolls, pie crusts, anything that can be frozen in advance. Order a turkey if you're planning on buying a fresh one. Uh, Test new recipes. This is not a day to try something new, right? So test your new recipes in advance. Start deep cleaning your home. Check your china, glassware, linens, cookware. Make arrangements to borrow extra tables or chairs if you need them. Test those seldom used appliances. The electric carving knife, the big mixer that you never use, make sure they work. Stock up on foil, freezer bags, leftover containers. Plan activities for the kids. It's not their fault if they go crazy if you didn't plan anything for them. Plan meals, activities, if you know you're gonna have any overnight guests. Then two weeks before. This is fun, this is helpful, right? I thought it was helpful. Two weeks before, polish your silverware. Finalize your Thanksgiving playlist, right? Don't leave that to the end. And if you're using like a free Amazon Music or Spotify, get a 30-day trial. Your guests don't want to hear commercials. Make room in the hall closet for your guest coats, and then a week before Thanksgiving, so last week, prepare guest rooms. Include Wi-Fi login, right? Don't make them ask, each one of them. Shop for groceries and drinks, restock supplies, check your cooking equipment, make space in the freezer if you're buying a frozen one. Decorate the home. Take out and clean special occasion dishes. There you have it. There you have it. Now, if you've got all that done already, good. If upon hearing that list, you got a little worried, anxious, overwhelmed, (laughs) good. We're not messing around here. Thanksgiving's a big deal. You might want to consider taking an extra personal day to get caught up on all of your stuff. Let's keep going. Here's a checklist for the next 99 hours. Clean out the refrigerator and make room for Thanksgiving food. Thaw the turkey in the refrigerator, right? Plan for 5 hours for every no, 24 hours for every 5 pounds. okay? Iron table linens. In 2 days before Thanksgiving, pick up a turkey or a ham if it's fresh, pull rolls, pie crust, other things you made in advance out of the freezer. Baby-proof the house. It is not Charlie's fault if he breaks something. It's not his fault. The day before Thanksgiving, it's almost over. It's actually only halfway through the list. Make cranberry sauce, side dishes, and pies. Set the dining room table. Set up the drink station. Coffee, tea, water, cocktails. Chill drinks. Clean the bathroom. Put out fresh towels. Refill the soap dispensers. And put out some extra toilet paper so people don't have to go searching through your vanity. Vacuum buy ice, and then Thanksgiving Day, all you have to do is cook a turkey, make the stuffing and gravy, reheat any dishes that you might have done in advance, make anything else that's still on your list, stock the bar. Easy, right? But it's not done once everybody's eating, you still have a couple days of work, once the meal's over, you gotta put leftovers away within two hours, right? two hours or it goes bad. Pack up leftovers for guests. Pre-treat table linen stains. It's going to happen. Just be ready for it. Put what The next day, you can wait until the morning. Then you've got to wash your table linens. Put away dishes, silverware, glasses. Put away any extra chairs, chairs or tables. Treat any carpet or upholstery stains. Make a turkey broth. Freeze remaining leftovers. Re- return everything you borrowed from your friends organize and share photos, print a couple copies for your less digital relatives, and then email recipes of anybody that asks you for them. We're good, right? You've got it done. Don't mess it up. Be prepared. Your guests may not be as accepting of your mistakes as God is. Thanksgiving It's a big deal, and and don't take my word for it. Last week, we asked some of our Sunday school kids, a couple high schoolers, even a college freshman, what makes Thanksgiving great, and what would make it a complete disaster? And here's what they had to say.
1: The best part of Thanksgiving is food. The thing that makes Thanksgiving a disaster is when there's no food. Family, uh, I think, like, spending time with family is the best thing about Thanksgiving. And if we had to do Thanksgiving at a restaurant. Thanksgiving is the best because of the food. and And then it could be terrible because... I don't know. I think... But the best thing of Thanksgiving is when everyone shares. But the disaster is when the turkey just runs over the dinner. Thing about Thanksgiving is that I always, 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 always get a go- Oh, oh, on a drive to Maryland to go to visit my grandma with my with my mom's brother and sister. And the thing that could make it totally a disaster were if someone brought a puppy and their dog ate the and the dog ate the whole turkey. Uh, something that makes Thanksgiving the best for me is probably when there's your whole family by you because you just feel so happy and everyone's in a good spirit. And then something that makes Thanksgiving a disaster in my mind is if there was a war because it's just no peace and everyone's in a bad mood thing about Thanksgiving would probably be like just like me being with like all my family because it's like it's very like welcoming and it's like fun and warm and like you're just like can eat with your family and stuff and then like the worst thing would be like probably if like my family like didn't make the food and then or like like and there was no food or like. What I think Thanksgiving <laughs> the best thing about Thanksgiving is is Probably just being able to be with my family and having the big feasts in front of me. And then something that can make it the worst, uh, family not being there, not being able to just come and enjoy being with family. I guess the best part about Thanksgiving is the food. Uh, what can make it a disaster is <laughs> probably if the food family and everybody
0: there doesn't get along. All right, there you have it. It's a big deal. All right, the food matters, but as I'm sure you noticed, as the kids got older, the emphasis shifted from food to family, right? From side dishes and desserts to relationships and a sense of peace. Apparently, 3,000 years ago, someone asked King Solomon, What would make for a good Thanksgiving and what could make it a complete disaster? And we can find his responses in Proverbs 15, verse 17, Proverbs 17, verse 1. He says, Better is a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hate. Better is dry bread with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. On a deep level, on a soul level, we all know that when it comes to Thanksgiving, that food is secondary to the people, to the relationships, to the time spent together. You can throw an extra stick of butter in the green bean casserole, you can make the best chocolate mousse pie in the world, and none of it will matter at all if it's accompanied by, by mean, cutting, judgmental, cryptic, barely tension, right? Forget how many hours the turkey was in a dry brine and then rubbed, stuffed, roasted. How are the siblings getting along, right? How, how are the in-laws doing? Is Uncle Frank drinking too much again? Is Aunt Doreen still talking about all of her ailments because She doesn't feel like anyone cares. Is cousin Carl going on about politics, gun violence, boomers? Is there tension in the home? Unspoken things that everyone can feel. Is there pain, judgment, sarcasm, teasing to the point that it might still sting in a couple days? Friends, better is a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hate. Better is dry bread with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. And if we all know this is true, if even our kids know this is true on a, on a deep level, why does the fattened calf and the feasting get so much of our attention? Checklists, timelines, cupboards full of recipes to ensure that we get the perfect pie crust. And yet when it comes to the people in our lives, often we just wing it. Everything's fine. They're all fine. It will all be fine. We'd never take that approach to the internal temperature of the turkey. And, and yet we we so often do with the the emotional temperature of the room. And so I want to offer you something. Instead of writing an extra long sermon this week, I've written a recipe card for you. You're going to have to embrace the cheese factor of this, okay? It's a tried and tested recipe card for a good Thanksgiving, but I'm going to need some help. Do we have anyone here that used to serve as an usher? pre-COVID, and still remembers how to pass plates out. Hand raise. I know who you are. Can I get five of you up here to give me a hand? I saw saw hands up, and one of you sprite enough to run up to the uh, balcony? All right, we can have more than five, this is great. All right, we got plates. You guys are jumping at this. All right, Um, Mark, Rich, we got our five, sorry. You're the last ones up here. Thank you. Sorry. All right, there's nothing in the plates yet. John, i got to give you stuff. This is a different. You're not taking stuff from them. We're giving stuff to them. It's going to be lovely. All right. How about you hit up the balcony? I know. This is fun. Ooh, I maybe gave you too many. Let's do it. Um, hey, Carol, as the ushers come forward, would you mind to offer us a little Thanksgiving offertory music? Was that
1: on the-
0: Thank you, Carol. Thank you, ushers. You can keep the plates back there, I guess. I didn't think that far through this. (laughs) All right, let's look at this together, friends. If we know that it's true that better is a small serving of vegetables with love than a fatted calf with hate, better is dry bread with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife, how might we nurture some peace and love to enhance the turkey and gravy? The first thing we need to do is prepare for the people. Let's not wing it. Let's set some intentions. So, front side, any time between now and Thanksgiving, I encourage you to write a list of everyone you expect to be with on Thanksgiving. And then when you have that list, spend five minutes actively thinking about each and every one of them. What have they been through this year? What stressors or anxieties might they be carrying with them into that moment? What about them are you grateful for? And then see if you can't recall or actually imagine a great memory that you have with them or of them. What we're doing here is we're setting intentions, we're cultivating empathy and compassion We're refocusing on the the goodness of everyone that you are gonna come into contact with. I offer a caveat. If you go to write the list and there's no one on it, I encourage you to put yourself out there, to invite someone over, or to to ask a friend if you can enjoy them. Additionally, I'll throw this out there. If writing your list, you have a physical reaction a sense of deep worry, anxiety, anger, resentment, when imagining yourself being around one of those particular people, I'd encourage you to talk to someone about it, a professional about it, as they're going to have a, a much more advanced recipe card for, for dealing with those kind of emotions. It's completely normal, and there are things you can do to help with those feelings, But there's more. Flip the card over, right? To be continued on the back. The next step to creating a good Thanksgiving is preparing yourself. You change the energy of every room that you walk into. And so we want to get ourselves in check so that we can be adding light and love into the rooms that we enter. And so Thanksgiving morning... Before you get pulled into any tasks or start watching the parade or the weird dog show, sorry, try the following. Write a list of 10 things you're truly grateful for. Write the list and then spend a second thinking about each thing on the list. Thank God for it. Let it build in you a a warm sense of, of gratitude. Next, from that place of gratitude, spend 15 minutes or so actively reflecting. Ask yourself, what situations might stress me out or trip me up today? And how would I, at my best, handle these situations? Think about it for a while, sit with it. Next, what word would best describe the kind of person, I want to be today. And why? Why would I pick that word? Don't rush it. Think about it. Imagine the you that you want to be. And then finally, try filling in the blank. I would know that today was a success if at the end of it, I felt fill in the blank. What we're doing here is we're emotionally previewing. Right, we're tapping into ourselves. We're, we're preparing for potentially stressful situations so that if they did happen, at least they wouldn't catch us by surprise. We're also drawing to mind images of our best self. We're gonna start the day feeling strong, proud, regulated. We're gonna speak our hope for a good day and then we're gonna go get it. Friends, better is a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hate. Better is dry bread with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting and strife. And so don't drop the ball on the food. You heard it from the kids. The food matters. But even more so, don't don't drop the ball on the people in your lives. Commit yourself to relational intentionality this week. Put a premium on the people in your life and watch everything else fall into place. My hope and prayer for you all this week is that, is that you would be blessed. I pray that your food is on point, right? May your turkeys be moist and your gravy not chunky. But even more so, I, I pray that you'd experience God, that the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control of God's spirit would be with you, would inspire you, would fill you to the brim. Blessings on your week, and happy Thanksgiving. Amen.